to the rural news now. We're joined by Sally Murphy. Good morning, Sally. Kia ora, good morning. Uh, Parliament backing up and running this week, of course. Uh, what is on the top of the wish list for farmers and primary producers in that regard? Well, they're really keen to see that free trade agreement signed with the European Union finally ratified. Signed in July last year, when the deal comes into effect, there'll be an immediate tariff elimination for all kiwi fruit, wine, onions, apples and almost all fish and seafood. The EU ticked everything off on its side back in November, so now the same just needs to be done here so the deal can come into force. Onions New Zealand Chief Executive James Cooperus says it can't come soon enough as they want to export 70,000 tonnes of onions to Europe this year. So currently we're paying a tariff of 9.6%, so essentially 10% on the table. If we can remove that with this FTA, which has been agreed, we just need to pass legislation now, then it'll offset the, the shipping rate and it'll make us more competitive than our neighbours across the ditch, like Australia. The shipping rate, he mentioned, has risen in recent weeks due to the ongoing tensions in the Red Sea. Getting onions to Europe is costing an extra $1,500 per container as shipping companies avoid the Suez Canal and go around Africa. From time to time there are these big macro events like the um, frustrations we're having with the Suez Canal, but the reality is the shipping rates have come back a significant amount since the COVID period. I think they're about a third of what they were. So with this uptick, yep, they'll be up slightly, but they're nowhere near what we were uh, experiencing during the COVID pandemic. James Cooper says Trade Minister Todd McClay has signalled that ratifying the free trade agreement is one of the government's top priorities for when Parliament resumes tomorrow. Very interesting uh, to see the timing around that, Sally, with the French farmers, of course, at the moment are really putting up a huge protest. <laughs> they were spraying manure at a building, I saw. Yeah, they're not really happy, especially with the amount of food coming from New Zealand. So we're keeping an eye on that. Mm, mm, that will be something to, to keep a, a watch on. Now, uh, a wet summer. A wet summer has affected the quality of wool this season. Is that right? Yeah, when there's heavy or consistent rain in the months before shearing, the warmth and moisture can dampen the sheep's fleece, making it discoloured or yellow, which can lower the value of it. Despite the hot summer, many regions have had plenty of rain, including the Waikato, the East Coast and the South Island's West Coast, so there is a bit of yellow wool around. Former New Zealand Wool Board consultant John Hutchinson says there's increased pressure on farmers to maintain a well-coloured clip to score top dollar, but it's unrealistic. Wool will deteriorate and, and it tends to go yellow into a, a yellow that's unsca- unscourable. It's not wool grease, but it's, it's just an unscourable stain. Sometimes it's very easy to sit in an office and say, oh, you know, it's, it's deteriorated and Quite often, the barrel is aimed sometimes at wool handlers. You know, it's not up to scratch. And I defend them because I think that they do a a marvellous job given the conditions that they work under and the the attitude towards wool production generally at the moment makes their life not that easy, you know. Mr Hutchinson says there's only so much clip preparation a farmer can do when they've had a lot of rain. But despite the higher levels of yellow wool, it sold well at last week's North Island auction. Auctioneer Steve Fussell says some of the poorer coloured fleece had a great deal of attention from trade and sold into a strong market. But prices were back about 4% to just over $3 a kilo clean. Very good. Thank you very much. Uh, Kia ora for that. That is Sally Murphy there with your rural update.